This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Comfort. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Mr. Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, none other than the irascible rascal himself, Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for that introduction. Um, your cat is um, rubbing against my uh, knee. He's thrilled. He's giving me a little uh, he's, he's southern a- comfort if you... Uh, uh, spoiler. (laughs) We are doing our latest movie microscope on the seminal. (laughs) Is it it seminal? Southern Comfort. The forgotten Southern Comfort. Southern Comfort. Now, do you think this is a a movie that people know, but it, it seems like it's not. It doesn't have the same legacy as a lot of films do. Right. So if you guys don't know what the movie Microscope is, uh, it's a deep dive. We zoom in. This isn't just us, like, you know, we're not just reviewing films, man. No? No, man. We, we take it deeper. We take a step in. Like how far? Oh, we, we zoom in. We, we zoom into the stuff, you know, the little moments, whether good or bad, that kind of make a break. You know, they change the way that we look at a, the legacy of a project. So we talk about this. So like like for example, yeah. if we're talking about I don't know, Bat 21. I'm not going to talk about like the scene where to think of a scene, a scene to lie about. I mean, we're not going to, like, the scene where uh, Danny Glover is, is, like, hurting a lot. We're not going to talk about that. Bat 21. Gene Hackman? Yeah. And Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Who else? Does it, does it not matter? Is Danny Glover the star? Yeah. Is he the one that's... He's he's Bat 21. Is he behind enemy lines? Is that what that means? I don't, I don't... Based on a true story. Well, they're doing, they are doing that. They did announce they're doing a new Batman movie, and it's going to be a younger Batman. It'd be a perfect title. Bat Twenty One. Uh huh. Nice. Bat. Who? I'm so tired of all that. What Batman? Affleck. Out. 
Who do you, who would who would you put in that suit, Nick? Who'd be your perfect Batman? There Without, is no perfect Batman. Well, who would be someone that you'd like to see don the cowl? I don't don the justice. I don't want to see a young Batman. Yeah, but to well, me, Batman's is at his best when he's weary. Yeah. I was enjoying Ben Affleck as Batman. Well. Then again, I enjoyed Kristen Bale as Batman. Yes. I enjoyed... Keats. Uh, Michael uh, Keaton. To an extent, yes. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed, to an extent, Val Kilmer as Batman. Adam West. I enjoyed, to an extent, Adam West as Batman. George that- Clooney. Clones. Oh, you didn't enjoy... Clooney as Batman. I feel bad that we got that version of Clooney and that version of Batman. I know, but we at least... Because if we had today's Clooney and a real quality Batman, it'd be fine. Here's the thing. That Clooney as Batman, he did two movies? He did one. He only did one? Batman and Robin. Um, are you sure? Positive. He, uh, you know, that was as bad as that movie was, there was a gem produced. Chris O'Donnell is Robin. Yeah, Fantastic. he's true. Are you sure they did two together? There's, There's no, no way. No, no, of course not. Chris O'Donnell was only Robin once. He was in Batman Forever, and Batman. And oh, Robin. so he they kept him, but they changed Batman. I think so. Uh, was he in Batman Forever? I thought Clooney was Batman twice. No, there's no way. Am I kidding? That would never happen. Yeah, because he, but O'Donnell was in more than one. Maybe. Oh, he was so good. That guy kind of flew off the map. I think he's in like CSI. Oh yeah, or something. NCIS or some dog. NCI, yeah, NCIS. Those shows do well. I don't know if you knew that. Is but it, you know, not as well as Southern Comfort. Oh, bringing us back to the focus of the movie microscope. Right. Bringing us back. Twenty-one. Who directed this film, Mister Waddell? That would be one Walter Hill. Yeah. Uh, Walter Hill, great legendary director. director. I, I'm not going to argue that. Right. I think, he, I think he's he's and you got the the co-writing team of what you got the co-writing team of Alien. Yep. Here's the thing about Walter Hill that they say a director of a few words on set. Oh, really? Right. He lets the script kind of speak for himself. He doesn't he doesn't talk communicate with his actors too much. He lets camera roll. Is very minimal direction. Direction. That's why they call him Silent Hill. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> a ton of work. I zoomed in. <laughs> you did zoom in. I did. Um, this is a, this is an interesting feature. Yes. Why don't you give a little bit of a? You want to talk about? I can read the synopsis. I actually printed it out. I know we could just say it, but it might be worthwhile just to read it. Yeah. Let's make it less creative. Okay, Bruce Willis <laughs> in a skyscraper. Uh, during the Vietnam War, a squad of National Guardsmen yeah. in Louisiana, including Hardin, that's uh, played by what? Who? I'm going to say Keith Carradine. No, Powers Booth. A no-nonsense Texan and Reese, Fred Ward, a hunter, and Spencer... No, that's right. Hunter. No, no, no. This is a bad... This I should have read this before. Anyway, so they take part in a train exercise in the swamp. Yeah. And it's a train it, exercise. They run afoul of some Cajuns. It doesn't go well. does not go well. They're very unprepared. Um, and so they find themselves hunted by the locals. 
So they're a ragtag group of these Louisiana, Louisiana guardsmen. And they fuck up, run afoul of some Cajuns. I did I say it just twice? I said it twice, didn't I? I zoomed. I doubled down. <laughs> sideways zoomed. Let's talk about the cast. Yeah, the film stars Keith Carradine. Yes. Of the legendary Carradine family. Yes. I zoomed in. Yeah. Uh, it features Powers Booth. One of the greatest names in all of show business. And a great actor in his own right. And a great voice and R.I.P. But also his real name. Yeah. It's not a stage name. Right. His father called him Powers. Right. That is a confident name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my son's, I'm going to call him Powers. Yeah. Wow. You know, I think it would have been better if it was just power. No. It's better that it's plural. Um. Also, you have Fred Warden there of Tremors fame, of many fame. Yeah, guy's a legend. Um, of of uh, uh, True Detective season two fame. Is he not in? He is he's, in True Detective yeah, two, right? Yeah, father. Yeah, and he's the one and only Hulk Mosley. Yes, and yes. the one and only Henry Miller, and the one and only Remo Williams. I saw Remo Williams in the theater. And you also have T.K. Carter. T.K. Carter of the Thing fame. You, you, and you have Lewis Smith of Buckaroo Banzai. Yep. He plays Stucky. And you've got... Peter Coyote in this. You have Peter Coyote. Uh-huh. You have Brian James of the yes. horror show fame. Alan Autry. He said he changed his name. Uh, Sonny Landum. Landum. Now, he's barely... Big it. part. Well, he's just... He's one of the... And Alan then you Graf. got that fat guy. Yeah, Alan Graff, who's like the fat guy. Mm-hmm. That's he's, I think he... He's been in every movie ever made, that guy. He shows up everywhere, that guy. And uh, Franklin Seals. Okay, who's yeah. dead. Rest he passed away, yeah. He passed AIDS. away actually yeah. really young. He aged. Oh, really? Died of AIDS. Did you know him before this? I mean, we never met. No, but... I've was... seen his work before. I, I had him mistaken. For some reason, I thought he was in Full Metal Jacket, but I, I don't think he is. I thought he was pretty good in this, actually. He is very good. Okay, so, so that's... So the pre- so what happens at the beginning of the movie is that this group of uh, guardsmen they're gonna do a tra- they're gonna go on a training exercise they're kind of like this bunch of shit talking good old boys you know just a really weird group of people yeah kind of not very likable you got an outsider played by Powers Booth who seems to be like the most likable he's kind of just annoyed by the whole thing yeah inconvenienced <sighs> it seems like it yeah well and keep in mind and too- he's new he's a new recruit. It helps knowing the context, because when I saw this movie, I don't think I remember that it took place during Vietnam. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it came out in 82 or something, I think, and um, it's set in 1972. 73. 73? I have 72. Who's right? The guy's calling. <laughs> <laughs> that would require listening. Um, I don't want to Google it. No, I, I guess well, 72. So that'd, be, that'd be at the end of Vietnam. I think you're wrong. Okay, well. I've been wrong many times. So I was born in 1972. So was I. So well, you were born first. But it doesn't matter because this do you movie remember, takes place in 73. Do you remember when you were born thinking, I hope 10 years from now they make Southern Comfort? I, I remember coming out mm-hmm. and I remember grabbing. But they said it during this year. Yeah. I got my foot snagged on something on my way out. Mm-hmm. Came out and uh, instantly the doctor slapped me. Yeah. And said, Powers Booth, when. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> I was a huge Powers Booth fan. My first words. Well, my my parents put like a, a mobile up of, in my, and they just put Powers' face from his different roles back then. 
Yeah, not um, as many roles back then. No, no, they just. I don't even know if he's just from his theater stuff. Yeah, it's student theater stuff. Um, but that's how I go to sleep every night. Well, I mean, yeah. the funny thing was is uh, I, my parents were different. They they like different parts of the movie. We have different parents. Yeah, we have different parents, but yeah. we also had different. Our parents had different favorite Southern Comfort actors. Are you? I'm not kidding. You so you're zooming in. I'm so, zooming. So when okay. I was born, they didn't have a Powers Booth mobile. They put me in the ward, not the maternity ward. They put me in the Fred ward. I'm going to zoom back out. <laughs> well, um, so, so they go on this train exercise right away. They have to cross uh, the bayou. They have to in the big body of water. They decide they come across this camp. They said, you know what? Instead of going around this big body of water, let's take these canoes that let's weren't say, theirs. They weren't theirs. But they said, let's commandeer these canoes. Um, they're also they're on a training mission, so they're not carrying live. They're not no. all packing live ammo. No, no, they have. We're almost, zooming so ahead into this movie. Right. Well, I'm trying to get to the, establish the premise because I, I, this is one maybe a lot of people haven't seen. Uh huh. So they come across this this kind of hunt, you know, hunter's campground. No one's there. It's deserted. It's at least they're away hunting. Probably they take these uh, these canoes. They decide they're going to take the canoes after a little bit of argument if they should do it or not, um, and. and and the as they're kind of they ro- do leave a note. They leave a note, and as they're rowing across the water, they see these guys, the 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 the, the locals. They see them come back to the campsite, and they start to go, "Hey, you know, we're you know they're yelling at them. They're like, hey, we're taking your canoes, but we'll return them.' You know, Peter Coyote, he's like, be, he's the leader. Helpful, he's yeah. like, he's trying to be. And uh, then one of the characters takes his gun. Lewis Smith, who and you know, full of blanks, and pretends to shoot at them. I mean, he does shoot; he shoots blanks at them, and they all dive out of the way. The occasions, yeah, they don't realize that he's goofing yeah, around. Is, well, I mean, it's of course not. It's, it's like a machine gun fire going off, and they all dive behind the trees. And that's and that's uh, and then these all guys we're gonna, all we're going to talk about. So, what'd you think? <laughs> so then the locals return fire and immediately shoot Peter Coyote in the head and kill him. <laughs> is that your favorite small moment? I, one of them. Jesus. Are you mad? No, I'm trying to get the premise going. You, that's not the premise. You're you're we're knee deep in. That's this the shit. first twenty minutes of the movie. No, the premise is a group of of guardsmen. Well, that's not the premise, but that's what happens. That's what kicks lost off the in the film. swamp and run afoul of the locals. That's how they run afoul. Is they they kind of this this asshole fake shoots at them. I think they run they afoul of them by stealing their canoes. Those guys are not going to fire at them for stealing their canoes. At least that's not what I think. But. They ran afoul. Like, if you were they to did. ask the Cajuns, do you feel like you've been run afoul by these canoe thieves? They say, yes, foul is shit that we have been run afoul. And then how do you feel about them faking machine gun fire? Oh, we're far beyond driven. <laughs> all right, so that's what happens. And they so all of a sudden, these guys that are on training exercise, um, you know, boring training exercise, their commander is dead. And they are... He's hurt. And they are... Um, under there, they have to be worried about maybe these guys still attacking them. So yeah. They, so can we? We can go back. I'm just trying to get it right, set so up. So yeah, things. These guys are not prepared. They're not good with maps. They're not good with. They're these, fuck ups. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not ups. good. They're not good at what they do. And the and they and they're in their they're not, they're dealing with these assholes. I'm gonna say the Cajuns are shitholes too. Well, here's the thing. How do you feel about this movie? Because, you know, we've done, on this show, we haven't done many, but we talk about The Blob, 
Oh, yeah. I don't know when this one comes out, but we talk about another classic horror mo- movie monster. A werewolf, let's just say. Okay. Um, How we've you... also talked about another classic werewolf, Russell Crowe. If that comes up. Anyway, so then how do you feel about this genre of monster, which is these kind of uh, backwoods, faceless, you know, kind of these kill crazy, you know, you know, woodsmen. I don't know how to describe them, but that's, I don't they, consider them kill they're, crazy. They're kind of. Yeah, but that's kind of a genre. That's kind of a monster. I think simple folk. But, but that's the thing. These guys are killers and they're not really there's no they don't have any. Other than their drive to kill, there's not much to them. I, they're not. They're they're poachers. They're kind of like the wrong turn bad guys, or they're kind of like any of the bad guys, like in the woods I, trying to kill you. Am I wrong? I, I look at it as almost an isolated group of. It's almost like one of those uh, those tribes of of people that uh, are not supposed to be bothered. So when a missionary shows up and gets killed. Mm-hmm. People lose their shit. Well, I mean, Walter Hill's a huge Western fan, right? So this movie is has some Western elements, right? I mean, he always did. He do does. Last Man Standing. Yes. Nice. Do you like that movie? No, I've never seen it. That's a Bruce Willis movie, right? Yeah. Lots of great actors in that movie. Bruce Dern, for sure. I- Ian McDiarmid. I can't remember any of them. I'm just making up. There's tons of good actors in it, though. If you go on the list, it's like insane. But Dizzy Gillespie. It's not an actor. Oh. Um, Credits don't come on until eight minutes into this movie. Right. It's so fucking weird. Weird. The movie right. is so weird. It's 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 got its own pace. It's got its own tone. It's just unique. Yeah, the the, the credits don't come on until eight minutes into the movie, and then Ry Cooter's music is such a weird, omnipresent part of this thing. It's such. I like how peculiar this whole thing is. It's a peculiar movie, uh, but you know it's. It's the the group of guys. There's a lot of, you know, Peter Coyote certainly is. It seems like the most together and maybe nice character gets killed immediately. Whoa! And uh, the cat just tried to jump on a seat. Didn't work. Um, uh, you know, the other characters. There's a lot of infighting even almost before anything starts. There's a lot of infighting, right? Before even before Peter it's Coyote a mess. killed, these guys are a these mess. These guys are a mess. You know, there's no one real really to root for. The one guy that seems uh, Keith Carradine kind of seems like the one that's over. Like you know, obviously Powers Booth is doesn't want to be there, but Keith Carradine seems kind of like you know, in a, a weird way, like kind of a leader of of these guys more so than Peter Coyote. You know, he's kind of the guy that's seems to buck authority, have more respect maybe than. The leader, right? So Keith Carradine, you kind of root for a little bit, but he seems like an asshole too. Getting whores, trying to hire hookers. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's promised the the band of the group of guys prostitutes, and Powers Booth isn't interested because he's a married man. Uh, Powers Booth is sort of he seems pretty together, you know he 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 doesn't take it too seriously, he doesn't get caught up in too much shit. He's he's thoughtful. He's over these these guys are kidding around, they're goofing off. They're talking about prostitutes, and Powers Booth is bored, and he's annoyed, and he does not want to be there. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't. Well, he, he just, wants it he, over. He does. He Vietnam thinks. was dumb. He was he, he was tired of it. He just wanted to just live his life, I'm going to zoom in. Yeah. Waterhill says, says this isn't a Vietnam allegory. This isn't a movie about Vietnam. A lot of critics drew that comparison. What I'm do gonna, you think? I'm going to zoom in further. You're right. 
He said that? Yeah, he did yeah. say that. Could you read that IMDb trivia? <laughs> I certainly did. Um, yeah, the thing is, no, that's what's kind of cool about the movie is is it could take place anytime. You know, you think about the people that this, – this is true. Like, So those folks that live in the, in the swamplands, mm-hmm. even to debt, you know, to this day, they have their own code. They have their own law. They have their own, you know, world. So us infiltrating that shit is no go. No Zydeco. So here's the here's the tagline to the film. It's the land of hospitality, unless you don't belong there. Nice. What do you think? It's kind of what you're saying. What what's a better tagline? Let me think. In Southern Comfort. Yeah. What's a good tagline for this movie? Um, drain the swamp. What? Drain the swamp. Oh God. Well, political. Well, political reference. Oh, there's a lot of swamp in this movie. This is very set in the swamp. <laughs> swamp does not leave this film. No, it's totally snarling. That's what I'm talking about. It, one of the things in this this movie is very like. It looks like what they told the actors to do was. The direction was run through the swamp, run through the swamp, and get your pants wet. They look like they get they splashed and splashed around a lot in this movie, and it looks like it's not like it looks like a set or that they had they like you know they have like a an area where they're like okay guys this is a safe area to splash through. It looks like they just set the camera up and told them to run through the swamp. It does, yeah. It's it's run and gun, but it's it, it, it's, it had to be a miserable movie to make. It looks. Super unfun. Although I bet you they had a ton of fun. Just you know that group of people just having a blast. They seem like they love each other. I just said I thought it looked like a miserable movie to make, and you said, "Oh, like I bet they loved it." <laughs> Why? <laughs> you think it was a ton of fun to shoot? This oh, one? they they were fucking nuts deep in happiness. They probably had to deal with bugs. They probably had to deal with Peter Coyote. Bad haircuts. Who was the biggest star at the time? Carradine, probably. Yeah. T.K. Um, Carter. TK uh, gets a death scene in here where he doesn't get one in the thing. I remembered that because I was trying to think of how he died in the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't get a death scene in the thing. He just disappears. Fun. This his death is funny in this movie. His death isn't. It's well. His death is very first blood in this. I know, but his the, the editing, the cutting of it, and his face looks otherworldly. There's so, okay. Let's let we'll get to the deaths and all that. Um, so why did you want to do this movie? Give me, give me a. Give it was me a just, reason. it was, a, it was a, just a. Nice, had, you, had you not seen it for a long time? I hadn't seen it since it was brand new. I have never seen on it. home video, and I remember it being like a sleeper, like a movie that kind of never got the the the, the attention it deserved to some extent, and also, it's a. I mean, Walter Hill. Yeah. Powers Booth. Talk about some Walter Hill films that you loved. Forty Eight Hours is one of the best movies ever. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, bullet to the head. We've spoken about on this show. That's a more recent one, though. Uh-huh. Um, another forty-eight hours. <laughs> and uh, he was—he was so involved. In, you know, he was very involved Alien. in Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, He—he he was in Johnny Handsome. Oh my God! Did he? Do you remember Johnny Handsome? I did. Yeah. He, didn't he do that? Oh yeah. yeah. Do you remember the funny line where? I haven't seen that for a long. Johnny time. Handsome is talking to whoever the other person in the movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, about he's telling like kind of a 
telling like kind of a, a, a cautionary story about somebody who people used to pick on. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then the more, and then you think he's gonna talk about the moral of the story where, you know, he kind of defends the guy, and it turns out he beat the shit out of him too. Pretty great little story. And he oh. had to, he had this little disfigurement. I mean, Hill Hill was just he was a, a meat and potatoes integral late seventies eighties warriors. Did uh. Yeah, you know, Warriors is like his most famous. Yeah, did, he did a Trespass, kind of a shot in Atlanta, kind of a movie. I like it's a not a great movie, but I, I've seen it. So Bill many Sadler, times. Uh, Red Heat, Bill Sadler, Larry Fish, Burn. Yeah, yeah, no, and Paxton and Trespass. Red Heat also features one of those ubiquitous actors of the time who disappeared off the face of the fucking planet, Ed O. Ross. Yeah, and you know what else he did? Another Powers Booth. Extreme Prejudice. Nick Nolte? I thought Powers Booth was the star of that. Was he the bad guy in it? There's no way Powers of Booth Yeah, was... Nolte's in it, so I guess I guess he's the bad guy in it. Don't fuck with me. Streets of Fire? Another Walter Hill? Yeah, I mean... Remar. He, the Driver, which I've never seen, that's kind of had a resurgence. Have, Ryan O'Neill? Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah. You like it? It's good. It's not as good as the Irons or the Putter. But he did... He's just this kind of this pure Western, like kind of man's man like you know these macho movies but we have not mentioned his most Brewster's Millions fuck that he did that that he's like I could be funny too and Supernova and audiences are like no you can't Supernova no I just I felt it was a nice curiosity it's a movie that I thought deserves some revisiting and it's it's a neat balance of of those kind of faces the Fred Wards the Keith Carradines the Mm -hmm. TK Carters the people we talk about all the time right Fred Ward is always fun to watch and stuff. This is the least likable Fred Ward. He's he's the he's certainly a bad guy in this. He's he's this is, I think this film was, had this film come out a couple of years later, he would have been the star. You think so? Because the world didn't realize what we had with Fred Ward at that yeah. point. Even though I think he had, had he, he may have done the right stuff by then. Everybody is in the right stuff. I was watching that today. It was, it was one on of my TV. favorite movies of all time. But it's I mean that cast isn't perfect. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You forget about who's all in there. Oh, my God. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer kills it in that movie. Jeff Goldblum. Pamela Reed. (laughs) Sam Shepard. Danzig. Danzig's in it? (laughs) They put everybody in there. Is he in the right stuff? Scott Paulin. (laughs) Tracy Paulin. Oh, Shapiro. Mark Pillow. (laughs) Great Mazinger. <laughs> Allison Janney. Um, yeah, Pierce Brosnan. So I kind of like. I just thought this would be an interesting movie to do. A curiosity, one that was difficult. Mind if I zoom in? Zoom in. You're wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad choice. It's a bad choice. <laughs> Do you mind if I zoom in real quick? When I was after college, my friend recommended you kill that, yourself that we that we get drunk on Southern Comfort because he said that it's it's easy to get drunk off. It tastes really sweet. Most great punches feature some great. And so I did. I I followed his advice. I got so sick, so sick that the next morning I woke up in my room and the 
the empty bottle of Southern Comfort was out in the middle of like the fa- the, the the main area with the cap. Like I think it was just it might have just been the cap. I couldn't come out of my room because I was afraid if I, if I if I smelled any Southern Comfort, I would th- I would throw up for ten hours, <laughs> um, and then be hospitalized. And that's the last time I ever had a sip of that stuff. Uh, it is a shitty drink. I it, said the film is better than the the drink. It's a shitty drink. Have that, you had Have you had the drink? Oh, of course I have. Did the drink come after the movie? Was it named after the movie? Yeah, it's a it's it's a yeah yeah. Was it? Of course. I mean, yeah. Wonder what Southern Comfort. It must be an expression, obviously. So wonder wonder why uh, and wonder why Walter Hill named the movie Southern Comfort because they're certainly they don't look very comfortable in this movie, but it is in the South. Uh, it's ironic. Do you think? Last more set, yeah. the right stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's a decent, it's a decent dog shit drink. Using you've had a lot, it. using a lot of punches, a lot of punch. So people mix it. It's yeah. just oh, it's so it, bad. I you know I thought it was a kind of whiskey, but it's not. It's its mm. own animal. It's a special concoction. Yeah, it's like very, this movie. S- very sweet. Oh, yeah. This movie is right. kind of an interesting concoction. Why don't you uh, get read one of some note? Read one of your notes. Just grab a note and let's let's hear it. Here's one of my notes. Mm-hmm. Rye Cooter. Okay. That's all it says. The, comp- <laughs> the composer yeah, of the film. Yeah. Some I love the music in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's uh it's just that that era two eras bumping up against one another right. again. Like in Nighthawks. R Y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh you know, he was involved in the Crossroads. That's another Walter Hill movie. He did Crossroads. Mm-hmm. That would explain a lot. Um, you want to hear one of my notes? Sure. Fred Fred Ward in psycho mode. Because that's what you said. He was he's kind of the that's kind of a rare thing for Fred Ward. He does play bad guys, but not like this. Right. Well, he plays a, a one-dimensional racist well, he, motherfucker. He does and he plays uh he's the guy that brings real he's the guy that supplies everybody with real bullets. He brings uh real bullets to these things. Yeah. He, so he he's kind of like it's kind of like the scene in Aliens, remember? Yeah, it is exactly. Well, you're not supposed to don't you or aliens? Don't use live rounds, but they do. And Fred Ward would be all about that part in Aliens. I have a Fred Ward note myself. Yep. It says it says Fred Ward's hair has always been a stiff goddamn miracle. <laughs> it is true to this day. Yeah. Is he not? But remember that they dehaired him in one Henry movie. Henry and June. Yeah, but it was well, fake. It was fake dehair. Yeah, it wasn't. He's not real bald. Right. They brought in uh, Rick Baker for that job. No shit. Mm-hmm. I won the Oscar. <laughs> no, Fred Ward's hair is a weird matted thing. Have you? It's not weird. It's it's a it's a godlike. Did you see? Uh, by the way, did you see Henry and June? I tried. We've talked about this on old shows before. How much is that on iTunes right now? Four <laughs> K. It's like the first PG thirteen movie. NC seventeen. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> Slight difference. <laughs> why, why was that? Because there's a big. It must be obviously a sex scene. In ah, it. this dick and balls. I think. I think there may be penetration. There is not. Yeah. There's no penetration. It's either. Movie. It's either got the NC-17 because you see dick and ball penetration, or because you get to see Fred Ward's scalp. <laughs> Same diff. Um, by the way, there's no way there's penetration in it because they would not get an NC-17. So let's look it up. Why? Benny and June. Oh, wait. Henry and June. Uma Thurman? She's the other broad in it? Mm-hmm. 
I'll talk about Southern Comfort while right, you're you go on for your it. Phone. No, it's um, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. You got these these guys that are uncomfortable together. They don't have. There's no screen chemistry. There's no there's no sense of humor really. It's it's very raw, very almost improv feeling. Mm-hmm. These guys wandering the swamps. It's very there's a there's just a certain distance from the audience about this movie that I really love. Even when when the film has weaned some of the characters out of it, there's a distance that's there that where you know you don't get attached to people. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily care if they live or die, any of them. It's just an interesting, just weird thing. The movie's uncomfortable. You know, they kill animals. They have, uh, you know, there's there's fucking rabbits everywhere. Dead rabbits everywhere in this movie. There is. I got the answer uh-huh. for the why that movie is NC-17. It's actually, now that I read that stupid that I forgot about. It. He farts on his dick. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that that happened. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're saying about the rabbits. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is they did have uh, the rabbits. They remember at one point they realized that they're in trouble because the. Um, the bad guys hang up the rabbits and it's like them. They go, that's there's eight rabbits there. There's eight of us. So, yeah. So they're saying that they're, those guys are gunning for them. They, at first when they kill Peter Coyote's character, they think maybe it's a one and done. They just have to get out of there. But then they, another, they, yeah, they suffer some losses. The great thing is, is yeah. Peter Coyote, who's probably was one of the more, everybody, he was, it was sort of like the alien thing. I think it must be a Walter Hill thing. Kill off the person you think is going to be the leader. Yeah. They kill him off, and they debate whether to leave his body behind or to carry his shit around. I know. That's why I had a note about Weekend at Bernie's situation yeah, for a minute. They do carry his body, like, almost half the movie. Well, they carry his body. Um, well, they don't want to leave him. They said that's not appropriate. They, they have an argument. They they say it's not a it's not appropriate to, um, to leave him. They have to bring him. He's... He's yeah, they they carry, and then um, and then there's a point where, um, then T.K. Carter gets killed. Yep. It, very very badly, and it's so funny because the next shot, mm-hmm. two graves, three, two. There ends up add, they add to it, but mm-hmm. they they're gonna they make a big decision to carry Peter Coyote around, and then T.K. Carter gets killed, and they're like fuck it, and they're an instant burial. Instantly, they can't carry two, and then and then um, but they meet a hunter on the way. So they is this is this they meet this is Brian James character who is from Blade Runner. He's in a bunch of stuff. Also died young. Yeah, star of the horror show. But um, uh, he's a he's a hunter, and they interrogate. Technically, him. he's a poacher. Is he? And, and he's, he's got a, a I physical. Think they, I think they he's label got a him physical a, malady. He has one arm. He's missing a fist. So they actually ask him. They they try to ask him about like you know was he was he the one that shot Peter Coyote does he know anything but he he can't he speaks only French he doesn't speak English or so you think well yeah and so then they decide to 
this is a, a great small moment in the movie. They tie him up. They have a discussion about how to tie him up because he only has one arm. And so they tie they tie his one arm to his waist. I mean, it's just a it's a pretty bang up tie up job. But um, uh, what do you think of Brian old Brian James showing up? It's, I love it. I always love old Brian. I love him so B-R-I-O-N, much. B R I O N James. Kehoe, Kehoe in the Forty Eight Hours films. So he's a Walter Hill. He's mainstay. a repertory actor for Walter Hill. Mm-hmm. Great in Blade Runner. Great in Blade Runner. Great in Blade Runner. Great in the horror show. I don't know the horror show. It's it's an awful movie. Okay. It was, it was supposed those... to be the sequel to House or something like that. Okay. Really? It was. There was some weird connection. Was to he it. the star? Yes. Is he the good guy? He's a villain, and he I think Lance Henriksen's a good guy. Okay. So they got a bunch of lookers for that. And I, I remember me and my friend used to watch it all the time because there's a scene where he's chasing somebody and he has a four by four in his hand mm-hmm. and he hits a table with it in a fit of like on his way through a room. He's like, <clears throat> and hits a table with it. It's like an acting decision. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, maybe it was a directing decision. Speaking of horror show, is that? I don't even know it. Is that the name of it? Yeah. That's a movie I love. I want to buy that today. Well, you bought it. I need to find the horror show. I tried to watch Hotel Artemis today. You turned it off. I, I hated it. Um, another great little moment is that weird montage. Do you remember that montage in the film? Montage? Yeah. No, what? There's a, a 22 minutes into the film, there's a scene where Peter Cody has, has, has been injured. He's done. And there's a series where they're having a conversation and they're also walking through the forest. And they do this dissolve towards a montage where... Like each, like they have superimposed over over the actual footage as them having a conversation. It's very, um, very seventies, eighties shit. Took such some rock and rycooter music. It's a really weird scene that's dreamy, right? Okay, and I love it. It's a really mm. good moment in the film. It's long too. It's it's a little too long. I'm glad you remembered it. I don't, but I do remember this when I I did write down that maybe this happened during this. This is a good line, I think. Is they're trying to they're trying to volu- they're trying to figure out, um, you know they're gonna. They see the the hunter. They see Brian James in the distance, and they were like, "We got to approach him and interrogate him." And so they're making their plans, and as they make their plans, Keith Carradine like is just uninvolved, and Powers Booth turns to him and he, and he says, "Because everybody's like, I'm gonna, we'll sneak up. You guys go over here." Keith Carradine's character is just to the side, and and Powers has just said to him, "You always get out of everything," and he and he goes pretty much, pretty much like he just like he is not involved. He doesn't want to take. I guess that's kind of what his character is. He doesn't want to lead. He doesn't want to do. But he ends up being kind of the leader because he has the most common sense. I just like that line. Yeah. And then later, the dynamic between those two characters is by good. far the best relationship in the film. Uh, and then of course Keith Carradine says to. Uh, uh, Powers Booth, I didn't see you raise your hand to volunteer. But I also like the line, when they do get the hunter, they tackle him, and they beat him up. Um, I think Keith Carradine said, or someone says, you almost knocked his mouth clear down to his ass. <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. Um, I'm just reading my notes to you. Did um, you notice, uh, and then there's a scene where they stumble Oh, across- I also, sorry, so let me interrupt you. I also noticed that... Um, um, that they put a huge coat on Brian James to cover up his real arm. Because <laughs> he's a two-armed actor. He's a two-armed actor. Yeah. They put a huge coat on him. 
Huge. A big old coat. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, is mm-hmm. Brian, Brian, a lot of things could be said about Brian James, mm-hmm. but looking intelligent isn't one of them. No. So uh, they, that may have been his first big role. Mm-hmm. Fits it. He plays it dumb. He acted There's, as- I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here. He acted his arm off in this movie. <laughs> um, he did a lot of work. He, like, he, he, worked, he did a lot of exercise for the role, though. He exercised his right to eat. Um, we're talking about other, <laughs> other <laughs> actors who played... <laughs> other actors who played sort of monosyllabic Cajuns early on in their careers. Liam Neeson. Next to Ken. Oh, yeah. He was a fucking dumb Cajun, too. Did he get killed in that? Does not make... Eh. That's why he's his brother in that? What about Ben, what about ben Stiller? No, Ben Stiller plays a rich kid in that. Yeah, he's awful. Uh, I, I kind of like that movie. Um, there's a scene where they stumble across the poacher's uh, mm-hmm. little encampment, and they find all their, their shit hanging around. And it establishes early on in this movie that if you see a dead animal, it's probably really a dead animal. Or if you see a live oh, okay. animal, soon it's going to be a, probably a dead animal. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they killed actual animals in this. Like, yeah. At the end, they certainly slaughter those pigs. Yeah, it's, and it was weird because if they, I'm... They have a carp. There's a carp hanging up on the... Mm-hmm. That's they, not an eaten fish. It's a bony fish. Nobody wants to eat a damn carp. Mm-hmm. What are these fucking savages eating carp? That bothered me. I'm I'm not even kidding. Say the carp again. <laughs> So, um, was it a good idea to shoot at those guys? <laughs> the fake, the blanks? Yeah. No. That was a dumb, that was dumb. There, there's several scenes in this movie where there, at the end, there's a big, there's a big fight between the survivors and the, and the, and the, 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 the Cajuns. And there's a lot of firing blanks at them. Like they, there's like, <coughs> okay. <laughs> Zoom out. Zoom out. All right, zoom in. You okay? Yeah, I just went down the wrong hole. Southern Comfort? And it was whiskey, and it was hard. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, <clears throat> they, I'm just saying there's a lot of... They, at the end of the movie, they're still firing blanks. It's... It's, it, it's, it's, oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous yeah. how futile their, their, their powers are. They still... They still went out, sort of. What do you think about the dog attack? I wrote down this, because we actually have another... A movie that we've done that contains diseased dogs. <laughs> That's right. Um, I liked it. There was it was like uh, that was one of those things where they're fighting dogs and they're very frustrated and mad that the Cajuns would sick their dogs on them. They think it's very uh, and they get bit to shit. Like they get really bit up. So it was uh, Fred Ward and um, Paris Booth gets really bit T.K. up. T.K. Carter gets bit up. Yeah, and they're just really angry about it. Which of course. But more angry than ever scared. It just seems yeah. like they're annoyed Powers and Booth angry. is particularly perturbed. Yeah, and he he Powers Booth looks like he got the worst of it. Like he's really No, TK Carter had the worst of it. Well, that's the thing then too, is after that fight though, they don't seem to really be caring too much about their dog bites. Yeah. Well the thing that blows my mind is they used the dogs once. I know. It was very effective. Never use them again. We never well, see the dogs again. They did drive the dogs off. They just scared them. They off. beat them with guns and shit. Yeah, but ultimately, that's a good tool. They should have used the dogs more. Well, as a movie maker, you don't want to keep going back to the same well. And I think Walter Hill knows that best. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, How do you feel about quicksand? 
<laughs> so there's a guy I listen to. I listen to his podcast. Matt Gorley is a big. He's a comedian, but he's a big podcaster. And his two favorite things in moving them, he loves squibs, and he loves movie quicksand. I wonder if he's ever seen this movie because it fulfills both those loves. Um, quicksand, I don't believe exists in the United States. And I don't know, does it exist at all anyway? And it's not really quicksand, I guess. It seems like it is quicksand, though. He just, I guess he just... It seems like he's he's certainly... If it's, if it's a swamp, you think he could swim out of it. But it's like he's immediately stuck, and his character's name is Stucky. Stucky. Yeah, yeah. He um, he's running after. They, they, these guys are waiting for rescue. They figure if they, um, you know, they spend the night in the swamp, they're gonna be. They're, you know, Keith Carradine lays it out like when they when they they'll come looking for him, and they see a helicopter, and Stucky um, runs after it, and he immediately dies. Drowns in quicksand. It's so funny too because Lewis Smith. Sand. Every other film he's ever been in, he's super likable. Mm-hmm. The Heavenly Kid. Yeah, great movie. Uh-huh. Remember that? I do. Oh, ultra likable. He's in. He's in Greece. He's not in Greece. He sure? might have a small part, but he's not a factor. No, maybe he's in Greece too. He's in Buckaroo Banzai. He's in Buckaroo Banzai. He's a super likable guy. Mm-hmm. He's such a bad in this, and. Um, it's so funny that the way they kill him off. It's almost, it's almost as if they just need to get that character out of the film. Well, I think he's he's the guy that starts all this. He's the guy, that, the pranks that fires blanks at the bad guys or the occasions. Um, he aligns himself with Fred Ward, who is the bad guy in this, pretty much. Besides occasions, he's the he's the bad bad egg in the crew. And once Fred Ward gets dispatched by none other than Powers, Powers Booth, Booth. Uh, weird then, knife fight. It oh, is weird. It's a weird knife fight. Well, it's kind of brutal, actually, because um, it's dumb. What's happening is what happens is Fred Ward starts to try to interrogate Brian James, and by drowning him, by you know, you know, waterboarding him or whatever. He's it's not waterboarding, but he's like he's like half drowning him. Yeah, Powers Booth doesn't like that because he's like you know this guy could be innocent. You know, we don't know if he and so he's then, not. He is actually. He's not. He's not aligned with the hunters. He the, is the, not innocent. Case. Well, he's absolutely aligned with the hunters. No, he's not. Do you remember the scene where he's standing on the train tracks? I do, but like he lets uh, them go. Because his, but he says his other guys aren't going to be as nice. Mm-hmm. But he's well, a dick. Well, I, I guess because also that uh, Powers Booth had saved him. Yeah, but he's a, he's a douche. And so, um, plus they blew up his home. <clears throat> yeah, we're we're skipping all around this thing. Are we doing it? Are we zooming in? <laughs> we zoomed. We zoomed weird. <laughs> Resumed weird. Nothing's been the same since he 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 farted on his balls. <laughs> it's thick. <laughs> anyway, so um, it got it. That'll get you at NC seventeen for sure. But here's the thing: they fight over this. I guess their interrogation tactics. Power Booth. Powers Booth has a gun on um, Fred Ward, and then does the biggest macho thing you could ever do: throws his gun down and gets the knife out to fight Fred Ward. Mono e mono, yeah, doesn't shoot him, and they ends up just gutting Fred Ward with a knife, and Fred Ward's done. Exit Fred Ward, last day. Everybody clap. Not we don't see him die in a lot of movies. Fred Ward, no. And we only ever saw him fart on his dick once in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on iTunes? Yeah, yeah. You should see the blooper reel. He missed. 
Cut. <laughs> so um, Philip Kaufman's worked with him twice. Right stuff and Henry in June. Oh, he, he did Henry in June. I think he did. All right, so um, uh, well, let's see what else I got here. Oh, how about this one? This is my favorite part of the movie. So these guys are they they're out, Matt. They're over. They're over. Oh, oh, by the way, I put uh, exit Fred Ward. He got overpowered in that knife fight. Pretty <laughs> yeah. good, right? I like it. It's not bad, right? No. Nah. So my so it's these, awful. these guys are these guys are outmatched. They walk into the swamp, heavily uh, you know, tree covered swamp area, whatever. And remember, these guys start down in trees, and the, they have the whole sequence <laughs> of these falling trees for like five, like four minutes or something. There's like six or seven of these trees trying to fall on them, and nobody gets hit. Right. But it's a tree trap. Yeah, actually, there was actually a good performance in this movie. I forgot the act, the name of the character, but the guy who's sort of the de facto leader. That's kind of a good performance that dude Keith gives. Carradine? No, no, the guy who's like second in command to Peter Coyote, and when Coyote dies, he's trying to hold it together. And oh yeah, yeah, fucks yeah, yeah. up. I mean, he's just a shitty person. He's just a shitty leader. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, that guy's actually really I good. In the movie. About that character. Yeah. No, he's the guy that Keith Carradine kind of has to take over because that guy keeps telling him. He keeps trying to run them by the book. And yeah. Then, and then Keith Carradine's like, he's like, you keep stop reading the book to us. This we're fu- we're, we're screwed here. You yeah. Know? But he keeps like. But that guy, that guy, that's a good. That guy does yeah, a he does great a job. job. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is he has his little hero moment. Where he thinks he's he's he knows he's doomed. Mm-hmm. He's gonna run at these guys. Yeah, it doesn't go well. Well, he makes a grenade too. He does make a grenade. Nobody gets killed by it. But he throws it. Nobody yeah. gets killed by the trees. Nobody gets killed by the grenade. The funny thing is, though, I love how there's these there's all these shots. It's almost like the uh, occasions of the phantasm dwarves. Yeah. It's like they're they'll, they'll hey he's over there and you'll just see like a, a guy hiding running behind a tree somewhere. There's so many shots of guys just running behind trees. Those occasions are shifty out in the forest. What do you remember what they say when they get to the to the town? They get to the town at one point and they're surrounded by all these locals that are like having like a festival. Yeah, like a Cajun. And uh, they they said that Keith Carradine says to Powers Booth because Powers Booth is still like his, he's still like nervous that they're gonna get attacked. <laughs> Keith Carradine says, "Don't worry, these are the good Cajuns." So there's bad Cajuns. In fact, that was maybe it could have been the title for the movie, "Bad Cajuns." Yeah. Well, I mean, I, or vacations. Yeah, uh, I love how um, they get to this. They've had a shitty. They've had a shitty life. They get to this town. Who has a shitty life? The the, the soldiers. They've had a shitty life. Oh, you don't know. They get to the. They get to the town. Mm-hmm. They get a ride into town. They get into get. They get a drink of beer. They get a ride into. They get town. to get cleaned up. They mm-hmm. get. A, they get some food. Uh-huh. They get to dance. You know, yeah. have a little time. Keith Carradine certainly dances, and uh, but Powers is worried the whole time. Powers is worried, and Keith Carradine's like, "Don't worry, you're you're, you're over, don't waste your time." Mm-hmm. Turns out he should have been worried. Yes, because the doucheheads come mm-hmm. and instantly want to kill him. So then, uh, Walter Hill ratchets up the tension by showing um, them preparing to slaughter these animals and well you so, see them set up these nooses and mm, you think at first oh god they know the whole that town's gonna like hang these guys yeah it's yeah. gonna be a dog shit night for them but they're really just gonna take care of the pigs so they have these two huge hogs in the back of this truck and they show them getting shot in the head which i think is real they show them getting cut open which is certainly real and their guts are everywhere it's pretty 
horrific. It's like a slaughter. So I think that they must have actually just filmed that for real. Am I wrong? Unless that's some Rick Baker shit coming in there. He's like, I got this covered, guys. We'll get everything fake. Don't worry, real pigs. We just need a couple shots of you guys moving around. We're going to place you with dummies. We're going to get uh, David Naughton up in here. He's going to consult. Going to get a mold of a pig. Maybe they put a mold. That's what they did. Yeah. They got those pigs in a chair and they got a, a face mold on them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. They And then the pigs were in the in the they had like a dug a hole and they put like they buried them and they had a long torso mm-hmm. and the hand stretched i think the um i think uh there's a cajun pig in london i think there the, it's a rap on those pig actors well, in right. that scene i think you might be right yeah i think i think they that was their last day on set did they, they say no animal did you see a no animals were harmed in the making of this film how many films have you seen where the, where um, an extra shat a co-star during the production? They ate those bitches. Let me look. I'm going to Google this because I, I should have zoomed in beforehand. Southern Comfort. And then um, we see Sonny Landham in a very early role, and he's in three frames of footage. Right, Southern Comfort. Hold on. Um, where are those pigs today? <laughs> Let me see. Alexa? All right. Humane Hollywood. That's what comes up. Um, these are boars, I guess, maybe even. He's under Humane Hollywood. Featured animal action. Um, You'll be shocked to know the pigs were fine. Um Southern Comfort features local Cajun residents in Louisiana killing wild boars. The locals slaughter the pigs on a daily basis in order to feed their families. And the production chose to film this act for their movie. Also, Fred Ward, in preparation of his role in Henry and June, farted on his dick in this. That's from that Humane Hollywood site. It's going for another. So, they, yeah, that was real. That was awful, actually. The pigs didn't look like they saw it coming. <laughs> the boars, I guess. Is, they, is that? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like cows and bulls, right? It's a it's brutal stuff. Yeah, uh, but you eat their food. I don't. Eat, I don't eat boar. You don't eat boar. Mm-mm. Bullshit! You don't eat boar. Boar's head? Boar's head luncheon meats? Oh, I do. I get that from Publix a little bit. Yeah. I usually get the turkey. Anyway, so... Yeah, HBO did a documentary series about this movie way later down the line called Boar to Death. The AHA... The uh, ass hunting ass. Um, they they did object to this film, this their slaughter, the pig slaughter. It's an rated unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's a, It's a very... But you know, so what? You know, these guys—it's—it's it's very unsettling, and the ending is supposed to be pretty unsettling. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you remember what happens towards the end of the film, like before they get to town? They, Keith Carradine and Fred Ward—they fall asleep. They take a nap. Yeah, and then they wake up, and their buddy's hurting. Well, he hung himself. Oh, he did it to himself. Do you think so? Brian James didn't hang him up there. I don't. It—it it seems like he might have hung himself, but you never know. So that's. You one think of the, Brian James did it? 
I think so. I don't know. Not really you know buddy. He's the guy that goes nuts. He blew up his house. Yeah. He fucked his fucking house. It's funny. It's so fu- like one of the weird things about this movie is this. So this that character loses his mind, right? Blows up the dude's house, paints his chest, across, paints yeah. across on his chest. Avenging angel. Yeah. Fucks up. Goes nuts. Goes nuts. They decide to capture him. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of the film, he he just peacefully goes along with them. Mm-hmm. He, Doesn't he's silent? He's pissed. He's just silent. But he just walks along the forest with them like a little like a little idiot. He's a, no, he's a, but he's immobilized by his fear and his, he's gone nuts. He, he's he, gone cataton. He, he breaks, yeah, cataton. <laughs> and uh, and so the end of the movie is is it turns into a true, you know, our heroes, which I guess we could put Keith Carradine and Powers Booth in the hero mode versus you know versus the the locals versus these these brutal Cajuns that have got the upper hand the entire film. But then they still have the upper hand. They're on their home turf. The you know Powers Booth and Keith Carradine certainly don't have guns. They do, but they still manage to. It's a wrap on these guys, right? They they kill all of them, and then they leave. And they leave, and it seems like a very weird. It seems like they're they they finally get rescued, like by by the. Uh, the the arm you know American forces or whoever comes to rescue him, but it seems like it's a bad thing. You know, it's like because now they got to face the fucking music. It seems like they're not that excited to be rescued anymore, and it seems like it's a it's like they're what they're waiting for is is not going to provide any sort of relief. It's not a happy story. I don't really understand the ending. I don't think it's an unhappy ending for them. I think it's ambiguous on purpose. I just think that. They got some explaining to do. Because you guys aren't... Hey, here's... Guys, all right, you're part of the National Guard. Let's go on a training exercise. And do If you can, try not to get everybody killed. And don't make a fuck up of everything. Well, Fred Ward did... I mean, uh, Patrick did kill Fred Ward. So that's not going to go over. That's... Yeah. And that's the nicest thing that happened during that trip. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, you didn't have a guy... You didn't have a guy fall into quicksand, right? No. Okay. What about anybody shot on, know what on the river? Okay. They think he just ran away. They yeah. don't know he's he, dead. That's, I guess that's his punishment is he dies alone. Nobody nobody sees. What a dummy, though. He's like, he does not enjoy. It's really strange. It is. It's, that's what I like about it. It's, yeah. It's, I remember when we were, it was on HBO all the time when I was a little small. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just kind of, it was kind of a neat thing. It was just kind of this weird curiosity of a movie do you know what it reminded me of a little bit um yeah star 80 uncommon valor remember that one, one of my favorite movies of all time yeah, and it's nothing likes. nothing like it it's not but it, it reminded me of it not that it's a lot like it but it's just a, a, a bunch of you know guys versus uh, you know it's like a it's like a military. uncommon valor is a film we should have done <laughs> yeah maybe but i used to watch that on hbo I've, that all movie the time. was on hbo all the time and it made me fall in love with ren brown uh, ren brown yeah red, red yeah, brown red brown fred ward Gene Hackman, of course. It's good. Randall Tex Cobb. Is Harold Washington. Tim Thomerson. I used to watch, what's the other movie that's a sequel? Let's I, Get Harry. No, I used to watch. I watched that too. But there's a sequel to a uh, movie, and Harrison Ford was in it. I used to watch Force that, Ten from Navarone. I used to watch that all the time too. That's a good movie, right? Yep. Robert Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. We should microscope that. I'd rather Uncommon Valor. Do you have any zoom ins? We didn't zoom in enough on this. You got zooms? Yeah. Give me a zoom. 
you you alluded to the you alluded to them it being an awful shoot. It was an awful shoot. How do you know? They had an awful time making this movie. Okay, so tell me, I didn't read about. They got this. bugs in their penis hole, getting bit, getting re- re- rained on, getting swamped on, getting sick. They got, got sick. They got sick. They were, it was a just a nightmare shoot. They, it was an awful, and I think that translates to the screen. They looked, they looked miserable. Walter Hill. I read a one thing I did is uh, when I read some of the stuff in this that I read a, a uh, maybe a a bit kind of like a eulogy or so you know something that Walter Hill wrote when Powers Booth passed, and his nickname for Powers Booth was something like the Hamlet of the Prairie or something because I guess Powers Booth was. A big theater actor. He was. Yeah. And so, but Walter Hill, like, really loved Powers Booth. And he said he wished that they, they were really good friends, but they didn't work together very much. They only worked together twice. And he said he wished that, obviously, that they had worked together 20 times. Powers Booth had a stiff face. I love his stoic, stiff face. So I watched this movie and love, I love Powers Booth. I'm a huge Deadwood fan. Like, he's just a good, he's a good actor. And I'm flipping through the channels, totally, absolutely forgot how great he was in MacGyver and that or MacGruber and that was on and his his scenes in MacGruber are great he's great in that I forget it's one of the last things he ever did probably right yeah Pro- I mean he, he only he died like three years ago maybe yeah MacGruber's older than that I think he died less than three years ago did he so maybe he did do more but you know that, that's a shame too is they're making that Deadwood movie right now and he was a great part of that he was a great villain on Deadwood and certainly not in it that's the thing about Powers Booth. He he was just this classic, just blue collar, stoic bad guy. Mm-hmm. What was his best bad guy role? On in movies, because I don't remember specific. I'll movie. tell you a, a role that's similar. It's that he played more of a hero as Red Dawn. He was great in Red Dawn. Yeah, I appreciate you completely I I not answering my question. I'm, I'm just thinking though. I don't know. I can't remember. Was he in the movie Power? No. That'd be great. Wouldn't it? Richard Gere? I think Richard Gere was a star of power. You had a great joke about Powers Booth. Do you remember it? About about Abe Lincoln? Just pure hatred that Powers Booth or something like that? Oh, that sounds like something is stupid, that, I would say. Isn't that something you would write? Something stupid. Maybe it wasn't a great joke. I like it, though. i give it about a five. I love Powers Booth. Let's look him up. Keith Carradine was on uh, Deadwood, too, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Didn't last as long as Powers, though. Didn't he play Wild Bill? He did. Uh, Powers Booth, uh, or uh, Keith Carradine, also on um, Dexter. Also didn't make it on Dexter. Keith Carradine, still alive. Keith Carradine, also in um, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, which is a great movie, Mm -hmm. also didn't make it. He gets killed, gets shot, and dies in that. Spoiler alert. Who's the... Who's the best Carradine? Robert, Keith, David, Keith, David. I'd say Keith is pretty good. You're fucked. Powers went out with the. His last movie was perfect. What was it? Sin City: A Dame to Kill For. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you.